If you're 60 years old today, there's a good chance you'll live to 100. Are you prepared? Welcome to Your Longest Life, the podcast all about exploring how we can live our best life as we age. Here's your host, Ian Thompson. Good afternoon and welcome to Your Longest Life, the podcast about living your best life to 100 and beyond. And today I have an exciting guest with me. Her name is Carrie Pierce and Carrie is the... You're not the manager at Long Lake Chateau. You're the director of sales? Yes. There community, you are. Community sales director. Awesome. Welcome, Carrie. How are you? I'm great today. Thanks, Ian. How are you? Good. You're staying warm. It's a snowstorm here in Nanaimo today. It is. It's, <laughs> well, uh, it's trying its hardest, but it's not getting anywhere. So it's just nice. Our version of at. a snowstorm, right? Our version. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having lived in Winnipeg, we know that <laughs> about long winters. So today I wanted to talk to uh, Carrie about living in a retirement home. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of threads we can pull on that for people that are at a certain point in their life and they're thinking, you know, I've been in my house for 30 years. It's it's just enough for me. I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather go somewhere where, you know, people are cooking for me and people are are just organizing my life more rather than me doing it myself. Do you find there's typical reasons when people come to see you about making a transition that? Uh, that you hear more often? D- definitely. Um, the top two reasons are um, not uh, either get tired of cooking, um, maybe when they're a couple and, and the wife passes away, that the husband's left behind, she's always done all the cooking. He's now struggling to uh, eat nutritional balanced meals. Um, so number one is, is looking for, um, someone to do the cooking for them. Number two is loneliness. So especially during the pandemic, um, more and more of our seniors are are in isolation. And I've learned that the top two ways for someone's quality of life to spiral downward in a very, um, fast, uh, manner is, improper nutrition or lack of socialization. So um, those are the reasons why uh, people walk through my door or pick up the phone and call us. And it's why they they eventually make the move to a retirement living uh, environment. And do you find people carry going, well, there's three or four in town. How do I decide one over another? Yes. Um, I'd like to say that there's five large communities like Long Lake Chateau. Okay. Uh, in the North End. And I often um, I say, you know, basically we all offer the same things, cooking, cleaning, mm-hmm. entertaining, and shuttling. Um, but there are there are differences. Um, and one uh, top difference is um, that I find varies from community to community is the the meal service. Um, so when when somebody is considering moving somewhere where their meals are included, um, often it's there's not a lot of consideration given to how important the food service is. So reality is you're eating in the same restaurant three times a day every single day. So right. if you you aren't happy with with maybe the flavors or the the um, the way the food is prepared or how many choices you have. It, yeah. it can become something that is is daunting and, um, you know, 
I just got off the phone with somebody who's looking to move because they are not happy with the food. So um, it's it's something that is is really important, and I don't think a lot of people consider it enough how important it is. Um, okay. Yeah. How do you? Uh, is there an age that you would say the average? How old is the average person who lives at? We find average is about 85. I mean, it fluctuates. Uh, Right now, our youngest resident is 59. Our oldest is 104. She just turned 104. 104? Um, Cool. How how many people do you have over 100? uh, I think we've got about four. We've got four that have celebrated their 100th birthdays. So, um, which is always, you know, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we don't have big parties right now. But um, you know, when we when we do um, have had a hundredth birthday, it's usually a really big celebration. So that's something great. Um, and you know, as we know, age is just a number. So um, <laughs> right. it's more, you know, when's the right time for somebody? It's yeah. you know, it's it's different case by case. Um, I always like to coach people and advise that they make the move before they absolutely have to. Um, the, the number one reason is moving is one of the top five stressors in someone's life for any age. Um, so for someone who's a senior and maybe somebody who's been in their home 30, 40, 50 years, yes. it's an extremely difficult and, and stressful process to go through. So making that transition when you still feel good, um, you're not, you know, battling with maybe um, mobility issues or, um, yeah. you know, you have other ailments that, that make you not feel well, you know, you, you want to do that, make that transition when you're still in control of it yourself and no one else is, is you know, forcing you to move. Right. For example, say you fell and, and hurt yourself and you end up in the hospital and they start asking questions about, where are you living? Who's there to help? How many stairs do you have? Um, so, you know, the number one reason is to to move when when you can when it's your choice and you're in control of it. Let's talk about the uh, just from personal experience with my parents, the role that the children play and uh, the friction that happens there. Let's be honest. Sometimes I think I might think my mom and dad need to move, and they're like, "Why don't you have a good day and just don't worry about us?" and but you know you haven't eaten right, and the food's not good in the fridge. And yes, we're getting good, not good signs here, right? Like, how do you? It is really, really difficult. You know that dynamic where you know you're the adult child, and, and they are your parents. They are still your parents, and in their mind, you're still their child. So how yeah. dare you tell them what to do? <laughs> and it's that weird sort of yeah desert I don't know like no man's land where when yeah. that transition is changing when you actually become the the parent and, and they kind of have to start taking your um lead so and especially I find with older generations like the ones that are 80 or 90 that you know they get stuck in their ways and you know they know best so it, it is a real challenging difficult um time in in that relationship um and sometimes it it, there's hard conversations that have to be made and it's 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 about tough love and enabling your parents to stay in an environment that's not safe and and 
Today's children, adult children, are extremely busy. We work full time. You know, they they have their own families, their own commitments, probably two dogs and a cat. And, <laughs> you know, um, so to add in aging parents and, and having to layer all of that responsibility on is, is a, a recipe for disaster. Um, I'd like to I like to say to people, you know, tough love is still love. And um Sometimes that's that's what it takes is removing yourself um, from the situation and and letting letting that person realize that they how it how they are really not independent because they are relying on on you to bring the food and and your their grandson to cut the lawn and um, mm-hmm. a housekeeper to come right. in every week right so um, it, it, it's a real hard situation I, I feel for anyone in that position actually so are you do you have a role in that are you a mediator or are you sort of they're over here and I'm over here I'm in the middle Carrie's like okay how do we yeah know, a lot of the times um it's harder for them to say no to me okay I, I don't know them they don't know me that we don't have any history there's no family dynamics um right. I can ask the hard questions and it's not going to, you know, if they never talk to me again, <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, devastating right. um, or cause a big rift in the family. So um, a lot of the times, you know, with families, we can kind of strategize before we we all meet. Um, and, um, you know, I take the lead from, from the adult children that are looking to move mom and dad or, or, or mom or dad. Um, and uh, we kind of strategize and decide the best sort of plan of attack. But a lot of the times is, is just being in front of somebody that they don't know. And I can ask those real hard questions. And um, I've been doing this almost six years now. So um, there's no objection I've not heard before. So um, right. That's, a, uh, you know, the biggest way that I can help a family that's in that sort of stuck in that sort in that position. It's one of the concerns that people have. How do I know I'm going to fit in here? I mean, we all want to fit. It, it, somehow, it is. You know, I always say your first day, you know, in the dining room, yeah. um, it's like your first day of school. It, it, it just boggles my mind that it doesn't change it doesn't change it doesn't matter if you're six years old or 86 years old (laughs) that's great when you walk into a room full of people they all stare and they look and they want to know who you are and um we have a lot of great support staff here that help residents um uh on say more about that what's that like like what what does that look like so we we call it their best first day ever so, um, you know, somebody moves in, we kind of give them their space and, and let them get settled. Um, and then um, we do an orientation with them. Our hospitality director, Brenna, um, will meet um, with the resident, go over a, a number of different uh, um, number of different information. Um, and then the following days, um, during their first week, um, our, our management team will come and meet with the residents. So the chef will come. Uh, with cookies and um, sit in the, re- in the in the apartment with the resident and find out what their dietary concerns are, if they have any allergies, 
you know, what they like, what they don't like, um, followed by the maintenance director. Um, and then the most important is the Engage Life coordinator, Johnny. So Johnny's role is to, um, he creates and he leads the programs, the activities and events that we have. Um, and, and he's, between him and Brenna, you know, they're the ones that are, are there for the residents to help them find a new seat in the dining room. Mm-hmm. We've got a great survey um, called Learn, Do, Try. It's pretty extensive. And um, we really get to learn as much as we can about the residents. Then that way we can pair them with other residents in the community that we know have similar con- you know, interests, or maybe they were both born in the same region in Germany, or, you know, they speak German, um, they like to golf, or they like watching football. So um, that's, mm. you know, that's sort of our, our program for orientating new residents. But the dining room is is tough, but it doesn't take long. And our residents are so warm and welcoming. I mean, they all remember their first day. Well, most of them remember their first day. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. And, and how many residents do you have? We have approximately 120 right now, but um, we have 114 apartments, 12 or two bedrooms. So, um, and some residents um, are there. We do have some couples in one bedroom. So that really it fluctuates between 120 and 125 and um, based on how many couples we have living with us. So I've been with my parents. We've made the decision. Okay. Yes, this is going to happen. What how long is that from, you know, it's February 10th today. Is it three months or four months? What is the actual process? Uh, so it depends on current availability. So, for example, um, we've been extremely busy since since June when we started allowing uh, move-ins again. Um, okay. You know, currently I have an apartment available in this month. So somebody could, um, you know, walk in today and move in tomorrow Mm -hmm. if they wanted. Um, But typically, you know, it it depends on what their needs are. So um, my standard one bedroom apartment, I have 58. So if that's what someone's looking for, um, the odds of of them moving in 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 two months, three months max is very good. Um, If somebody gets very specific, I want 600 square feet overlooking the lake on the first floor. Um, That could be, that could take some time, but we also have other ways of, you know, offering um, someone who's, who's, in uh, has urgency to move into one apartment and then we have an internal wait list and our residents get first right of refusal. Oh, I see. Move to another apartment and it's a much easier uh, internal move um, than moving from a house that they've been in for 50 years. So So it's prudent then to think that far in advance, isn't it? Even though it's it's March or it's February right now, even if I'm not planning on moving until the fall or next year, it's not too soon yeah, to come yeah. and see you. Two or three years. I, I have no, it doesn't bother me. I always believe that at this stage of the game, things can change very quickly, like overnight things right. can change. You know, I don't like to use scare tactics, but reality is when you're 85, a fall can be, that could be, that could mm-hmm. be changing. Yes. Um, so I always encourage people to come in. Now, it's not often that I have a vacant apartment, so it's an opportunity to get in, take a look, let's tour around the community, let's look at some apartments, 
I'll give you all the information that you need. Um, and you can have it in just in the back pocket so that when and if something should happen where you need to, um, you know, uh, make a change very quickly, at least you're sort of ahead of the game. You've done your legwork. You know, you've looked around at two or three communities and you've chosen the one that's right for you. Um, so many people leave it and they haven't done that and they're just absolutely scrambling. And, and the sad thing is they end up living somewhere where they're not happy. And mm -hmm. these years, they people deserve to be happy for these years. That's not true. Eh? Yeah, you do deserve to be happy. Yeah, they do. They really do. And and it's, you know, they're they're hard years for most people. So you might as well eat good food and have a good time when you're doing it. And you, you, you mentioned loneliness here. And I'm just thinking in my mind, the social opportunities are endless. Is that they the right really way are. to describe I mean, it? You, you don't have to be, you don't have to socialize if you're not, if you're an introvert, that's fine. Um, but the human psyche, we, we need to have, um, we need to have connection, human connection with other people. So somebody who isn't all that social, as long as they're coming to the dining room for two meals a day and, and right. sitting across the table from somebody and having some conversation, that fills the need that, you know, and, and that's, that's enough. However, the ones that really are social and want to be busy and keep active, there's endless opportunities. Um, and the great thing about our, our social programs is, you know, they change based on, on who's living in, in the community. So, and that fluctuates. Sometimes we have, you know, a big group of people who like to do crafts. Sometimes we have more men. So we're doing more sports. Um, I see. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different right now because we're not allowed to have ent outside entertainment in, um, which everyone is looking forward to um, as soon as that um we did yep. have a little bit in the summer when we could do it outside. So we're really looking forward to, to having that again. That's for sure. What about uh, another question is how long can I stay there? Like what about extended health? I'm, my health is deteriorating. It happens. Do I have to move out after a certain point? Um, earlier we had, you had asked about what the difference is between the communities. Um, so we are independent retirement living. Um, you'll hear of assisted living, you'll hear of long-term care. So the differences between the three is at an independent living community, we don't have home care or nurses on our staff. Whereas okay. assisted living and long-term care they provide home support and at the long-term care, they would provide nursing. So um, when you move to an independent retirement living community and you do start needing a bit of help, then you have the freedom of choice to go and get that help from wherever I see. you want. So it could be a family member, it could be a private provider like Nurse Next Door, or what most people do is they'll go through the Vancouver Island Health Authority through their Nanaimo uh, home and community care. So some people have that already set up at home before they move here. Some people move here, they're in great shape. And as things, as they age and things change, then they, they get that support. So um, the great thing about independent living is you can live here as long as you get the help you need. For example, we had a lady who lived here. She had lived here for 10 years. It got to the point where she needed someone with her 24 hours a day. Mm. 
So she got, the, she made the arrangements and then, and then she stayed with us for another year. I mean, that is extremely wow. expensive, yes. uh, but the point is it can happen. So um, the benefit of a, for a couple um, coming to an independent um, community is that they can stay together a lot longer. Not often do we age at the same rate no. and, and people, it changes where, you know, it, the sad reality is, is that we have, some residents that live here and some that are in long, then their partners are in long-term care. So, I see. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, in an independent building, couples get to stay together a lot longer um, because they can get the help that they need. And and when it comes to a point where it's not safe for someone to live here, then, you know, those are conversations that are, are had. But, but they're allowed to bring people in they're allowed to hire a nurse next door or yeah. just as an yeah. example as you said yeah so they have the choice of where they get the help that they need so let's get back to the uh just a couple more questions i know you're busy the the transition process when someone says i want to move in and they're on their own there are people that can help them move isn't there like, there absolutely is so um you know those are some of the questions that that i ask when i'm talking to to people you know what 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 does your plan look like? And um, I, I, I refer to um, realtors and I refer to downsizing um, specialists, um, right. mostly, mostly to help with the pack and the move, but also um, they, they end up being almost like counselors too. So it is such a, a difficult transition for a lot of people. Um, that have been in their home for many years and sometimes they've lost somebody. Mm -hmm. So you're also going through things of their loved ones and, and you know, it, it is a process. So um, we help, you know, we can make referrals to realtors, to downsizing specialists, to movers, um, any variety of, of support that we can, we can offer um, to them. We're, we're happy to do that. Okay. So they're not alone. They are not. They, you know, we, we, can be there with them every step of the way because you know sad thing is sometimes people don't have any family they don't have anyone else out there mm -hmm. to do it so they're you know they're relying on on strangers and my role you know I I kind of become their their advisor and and um you know they they you build trust with them so um you can't just okay here's your apartment keys and walk out the door <laughs> no. just sometimes it you know, sometimes it works like that and sometimes it doesn't. So um, we're, we're here with them every step of the way. That's great. Well, thank you, Carrie. That's been wonderful. Carrie yeah, Pierce is the director of sales at uh, Long Lake Chateau. And Carrie, how do we reach out to you? What's the best way to connect with you? Oh, uh, you can give us a call at 250-756-1411 or visit our website, www.longlakechateau.ca. Thanks very much. And stay warm, Carrie. You too, Ian. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Your Longest Life with Ian Thompson. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and share it with others. For more info, articles, and to get in touch with Ian, visit yourlongestlife.com.